Okay, so, you know, I made that reference about the French are just Italians in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. And it was from this book I read when I was in um, uh, um, Mexico a couple weeks ago. I'm trying to think if the guy's name is Edmund White, this author. Um, I had never read him before yet. It's Edmund uh, he wrote a boy's own story. People like he's written a lot of books that people like gay. It, I think he was one of the first, you know, big authors that his pioneering book was The Joy of Gay Sex, mm. like in the late 80s. So anyway, he he's written uh, a book that a friend of mine gave me called A Saint from Texas. And one of the lines that just made me laugh out loud is that um this um i i think it's a british person explaining to this american woman who's living in paris she's trying to understand some of the mood of some of the french people that she's encountering some of the snootier french people maybe people with money or that used to be have some kind of aristocratic connection and the guy just this is darling don't worry about it. The French are just Italians in bad moods. <laughs> but their love of good food and good conversation, you know. Yeah, it bring, just, yeah. It was a funny observation. That is very uh, funny. And that book, A Saint from Texas, my, I got a sexual education from that book. Dang a lang. <laughs> I did. I was like, damn, I don't usually. Isn't it funny when you're younger and you find a book? And you, you know, it's one of those things you grab and you, whatever, and you don't realize like the sex involved. I remember there was like a werewolf book I read where they had sex, and I was like, this is the best thing I've oh. ever read <laughs> in my life. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't even vivid, but I was like, oh my God, I can't believe the library let me check this out. Yeah. For some reason, I don't even know why, but when I was 19 and my two girlfriends, who's, Dads were also mean about them going into debt to go to college and told us we had to stay home and live in our bedrooms, our high school bedrooms, freshman year and go to UMD that we couldn't. You're not. My dad was like, you're not going to my you're not going to get in debt. My friend Kim said anything. Her mom, Lisa. So because we were all devastated that we were going to be the losers, not even going out of town, not staying in a dorm. We made this agreement that we would go to Europe. Yeah. The next summer. And while all the other losers were doing their jobs and, you know, <laughs> having to, you know, whatever, we at least were going to. You had a big march adventure around ahead. Yes. Europe and we were going to go for two months and we we're just going to save all of our Saturday money and only go out on 25 cent tap beer nights. Love this. I love this game. 25 plan. cent tap yeah, beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, the, uh, we decided we knew we were going to take the train out. Don't ask me where I got it. It's possible. It was uh, on on my grandma Fudge's night, you know, like her bookshelf. But I brought a book to read to the girls on the train because, you know, this is 1978. And uh, the story of O, which is an erotic novel that will make you feel tingly all over oh my for God. Uh, a lot of the time. And it was written in like 1954. And I'm reading. Now, none of us are. We all have had a high school boyfriend. No one is a virgin, you know. But not. We're all, all we really know is what we've read in 
romance novels, Sydney Sheldon. Yes. Jacqueline Suzanne. You and know. so you're reading this aloud on a train. On a train, but we're in Europe and nobody's uh, speaking oh, English. Oh, that's a good point. And we're just, get, every time we get into a, wherever we're going, we're so horny. <laughs> From the story of <laughs> Oh, you were just set up to fail. And we also didn't know anything about, you know, that was the first that we'd ever heard about being tied up. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> like, oh, it's not like your high school boyfriends or freshman year or college yeah. boyfriends are going to be pulling out the rope. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That and is. And it's a story involving submission in this beautiful Parisian fashion photographer. And we're just like, uh, we're just like I'm dying that you like get you just get to your destinations yeah. and you're like oh, I yeah. am ready to oh, go. Yeah. like any it would, you would have been set up to fail or succeed depending on which side you look at it. You were ready to go. We're ready to go to the discos. We wanted yeah. to just find the pension that we were going to stay. We said screw the hostels; they were too far away, and we didn't like the idea of a bunch. We were like, oh, people rent rooms, you know, and it was called mm-hmm. pensions and. We could be right in the center of everything, and our whole mission was really just to go out and dance at the discos every night. That sounds like a blast. Yeah, right. oh. And, of course, it's 1978, so it's nothing but discos. And um, probably my best Rome disco story is my girlfriend, Lisa, leaning, and it was just like this. You know, none of them are very big, you know, and it was a lot of like velvet curtains and little light up dance floors and dark corners for, you know, for making out all small, all small. But my girlfriend, Lisa, was was uh, so busy having her hand kissed by some Italian guy who was just like, you know, the and I mean, he's like totally making out with her arm in her hand and she sets the velvet curtain on fire <gasps> with, behind a cigarette. with the cigarette. I mean, we, pro- we probably could have killed everybody in the disco. Oh my God. I can picture that. I can you see just it too. One arm out, one arm out. Oh, yeah. I was so scared you were going to say somebody <laughs> stole something from her, no, but no, 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 she was starting the whole place no, on fire. No, but this wonderful Italian bartender like kind of leaped over something and pulled the curtain down and stamped it out with his feet and then kicked us out of the disco. Immediately kicked out. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that was that was kind of a crazy, but it was really like was that, it the best summer you like? Ever? I mean, it made us like feel, and in a way, I felt like we grew up more in those eight weeks yeah. in Europe than we would have if we'd lived in the dorms. Absolutely, you know, and and then it was just like then we didn't have any more. I was like, I'm living at home for two more years so I can do this, do something like this next summer. This imprinted on you in such a way, yeah. like you know that a big part of your personality is banking up time to go well, frolic around. Yeah, but I'm an Air Force brat. That's so we true. moved all the time. It was so always you're just, exciting. You're always ready to pack that bag. I'm always ready to be from somewhere else for whatever period of time I'm there. I love that. <laughs> that is the most Lori. Like if I was to describe Lori, I would say that sentence, freeze, done, copy, yeah, paste, there done. You go. All right, listen, well, it's time for your random thoughts. So oh, yeah. I think you'll, you're going to be able to fill Julia's size six shoes your feet are going to be puffing out of them. But, yeah, you know, you're gonna, twice over. Yeah, you're going you're gonna <laughs> to do it. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. It's all it is. That's all it is.
All right. So the first thing, we're just going to knock out a little bit of some sad news. We are. We are. It's real quick. Uh, I just, there would be no other way of saying it. So my family every year has a Santa party. And we had Santa Randy every year. Mm -hmm. Um, It's in the Star Tribune that he has passed away. I saw his picture. Yeah. Casey did too. He goes, Santa. Santa Randy. Santa Randy. Yep, Santa Randy came to my mom and my sister have thrown the Santa party. I don't even know how many years. Um, so I just he it was the lovely. It was my the favorite party we had was always the Santa party. And Santa Randy was always so lovely. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, just his little tiny obit photo. You can just see like he is Santa perfecto. I know. And then they wrote <laughs> Santa Randy brought Christmas joy to countless families and children since the Aww. early 2000s. He loved being Santa. Yeah. Um, yeah. He went out to my the Woodbury house when uh, a long time ago. I've got pictures of him and my dog mm-hmm. Izzy because for the longest time it was like I'd always sit on his lap. And then when I had Izzy and. Aww. So I've got a, like so many good memories right. of Santa Randy. So I just wanted to make sure to give him some love because Santa Randy is very loved in our house. Uh, okay, switch it up. I thought, well, just touch on the word ransack is the word of the day. And I don't think we use this enough for how much chaos we have in our life. Remember, ransack exists. Well, I mean... I never really don't think about it if I'm watching <laughs> Outlander oh, or, yeah. or reading any kind of historical fiction that involves any ransacking because there's a Vikings, war going on yeah, Valhalla, or something. Yeah. And in my yeah. own life, because I'm always reactionary to my life, yeah. I'm always acting like it's, it's such a, a shocking. Word. It's always shocking that I forget that I have to have things that I have to have every day, like my keys. Mm-hmm. And then I continue to ransack the house looking for them. I see. So like ransack. So you kind of destroy things looking for something. I'm a you're monster. ransacking. Like, that's how I'm you're doing. I, I Thank am. Thank you for using it in a sentence. <laughs> like I, I am to this day. Like I am always acting like it is the first time ever I'm experienced basic human now, why tasks. Do you, why do you do that? I'm working on do it. Do you have a bowl? Don't you have a key bowl? Of course I do not. Oh. Oh, I, we have a hangy thing that I never no, use. No, you have to have a bowl. You have to have a key bowl. I think that a is a red wing pot, a little Mexican pot, some cute bowl that you like that won't, you know, break. I love this a because sturdy bowl. literally, Lori, my whole this whole my I think 2024 for me is going to be being not reactionary, but <laughs> I, I, I caught ahead like. Knowing that my car gonna is going to need some gas. small bowls in your life. I'm going to have some small... I see small bowls in my future if it's the last thing I do. Non-breakable, cute bowls. I just need to act like this isn't the first time I'm waking up every yeah. morning. Is yeah. like, whoa! I need to have some planning because I'm not. I'm yeah. all reactionary. All right. Um, it's good to know that you know what you need to do. Thank you. And I'm sure that my husband also has a list of things that I could work on as well. Mm-hmm. But we'll start with the bowl. Start with you. Um... Prince's iconic white ruffled shirt. We were talking about this. Uh, Grant was talking about this, I think, last couple of weeks ago. Yeah, about Grant? a couple of weeks ago, yeah. The iconic white ruffled shirt has wore during his legacy, leg, leg, legendary 1985 performance of the 12th annual American Am- Music Awards sold for $33,000. That's all? That's that all. I feel like that's low. That is a boy. And did, and, and did Paisley Park buy it? Or maybe he has a couple. Maybe they have one. I, I don't think it was Paisley. What I read is that it was... They might already... They might have one because he might have had more. If it was a touring outfit, then you had multiple... This this was a private collection. Brittany, yeah. yes. wasn't it from one of the 
costume designers from Purple yes. Rain, I believe. Yes. yes. So, yeah. um, so it was one of multiple. So there's more. Probably. Maybe there's a French businessman. Yeah. Uh, so he was curated by a French businessman oh my two decades ago. So it's going to yeah, be a lot. It's going to be among a lot of his items. Would you like to come up and see my the ruffled? shirt that prince wore i mean you know that would get me upstairs Uh-oh. oh i'd be who needs etchings or baguettes or whatever no, at? yeah i'm you in got princess ruffled shirt i'm in so totally <laughs> in um i think that would probably get a crowd go up there he was so slender for. i know that's what i was thinking too and i didn't want to say this but i like they have it on a mannequin and a part of me wants to go like what size? Well, have you ever gone out to Paisley Park? No, and I live oh, super close to it. You really should go should. out there. Yes. Because what size shoe does he wear? That was the I big... don't know, but I, I love that, you know, as soon as he had money, I mean, he just instinctively knew that the 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 shoe, the boot must match the pants. Yes, he was very adamant about that. Yeah. I love a full look. I love yeah. a, com- you know how I love a commitment. Whenever we do events at right. my talk, I commit. Um. And you know he, yeah. I just, I really love looking at the at the clothes. That's also a fun thing at Graceland is the way they've archived. He was Elvis and Prince had that in common. They were clothes horses. They loved fashion, yeah. and you know they always smelled good. Yeah, you just know it. I have a feeling that both my shoulders and my feet would break everything of Prince's. Uh, oh. He's about a woman's size five and a half or six. Shoe. Yeah. And then probably like a two. I didn't get, I'm only looking at the heel, but yeah. Petite. I, he was so weird. But he had such great proportions. I mean, I, I met know. him in person and he was drop dead sexy. Uh, your I, story, because <laughs> that was a Chan Hassan. Was that last year or the year before that you did the oh, dance? Oh, the dance where I, yeah. yeah where you, you wanted, I asked him if you wanted to dance with me and my friend Jeanette. And I mean, you were and, pulling out the moves. I, that's why next Tuesday you should go to Chan Hassan and reenact that moment. You should reenact that moment. He, for he has all his, of us. he has his foot back on. The wall, and he's leaning back against the wall, and his two bodyguards are keeping me, you know, six feet away. <laughs> six feet away. You know, if anybody could entice Prince, it would be yeah. Lori. Ah, uh, something that's less enticing. Yeah. If you're very interested in watching the government talk about something that has little to no effect on any of us, <laughs> they are they okay. are they are picking their uh, top five flags today. They're supposed to be finishing up at five. Oh, but they, this is the Minnesota flag. The Minnesota flag. The what you know, the thing that's going to affect us the most in our day to day. What every day you get up and salute and right. say your you know your right. Minnesota anthem to. But I don't know gonna, why it isn't just like a piece of you know buffalo lumberjack plaid. Just plaid. Yeah. Like what you have Exactly what I'm wearing. Yeah. Which is a Minnesota with, with whatever shirt. our flower is totally. going around it. All right. It's well, funny. Good. That's. Wonderful. Uh, hopefully an artist is going to be excited about being selected. Yeah, and me and uh, Quinn, we had a glimpse, because you can watch them uh, have this meeting, this four-hour meeting. Really? Um, and we okay. both never were so bored in our lives than right. watching the small interaction of that's, of this group picking a, a flag. That's amazing, because the original flag that they're trying to change is about as boring as it gets. The, fir- <laughs> the flag that they're replacing, I will say this, is the worst use of space. I mean, I know there's offensiveness to it, which, like, I'm not even going to go into that. Right. But I will say this. The chaos that is that, it makes me uncomfortable. As somebody who is chaotic, (laughs) I see that flag and go, what? There's too many things going on here. It was a wreck. So... 
Th- let's get back to simplification on this flag. You're too late with this preach now. We're down. They've No, I know, too- but there's still five options we're going to get down to. Oh, we're not voting. I'm we're keeping voting. and I I'm going to You know what? I'm here until Monday. Okay. I'm going to keep us on the pulse of okay. this flag for you, Lori. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I I'll, I'll say on behalf of the people who care about this thank you you're so welcome (laughs) you're so welcome all right so um we got to do a little tv chat and um uh casey and i decided to watch we had talked about it last week grant posted the trailer then julia said that she had watched one episode and she's like i really liked it and this show is like on the kind of show that grant and i really like which is you know, sci-fi, monster, you know, bigger, this huge, it's called Monarch Legacy of Monsters, and it's on Apple Plus. And uh, Apple Plus really has a lot of good shows right now, but it is um, it is so good. It is just an epically well-done show, and Kurt Russell... And Wyatt Russell are in it, and they play the same person in two different, one in 1952. Yes. And then one in current year. I love that idea. And Kurt, uh, Wyatt Russell looks so much like, um, like Kurt, but you don't have to know anything about the Godzilla or yeah. MonsterVerse to watch this show. It is just about the time. One time it happened when Godzilla took over and stormed San Francisco and Tokyo, and now there's Godzilla, you know, places that people run it. So that's the universe that you're living in. So it's kind of like um, World War Z when it doesn't have to necessarily be about zombies, but it's how, if this thing happened, how the world would react. Yes, how the world would react. And the story is told about how this one uh, Japanese woman who we love this uh, gal in Pachinko, Grant, oh, yeah. and she's uh, anyway, she's in the show and you learn right away at the beginning of the show that her father had this not only secretive job life, but he had this other secret life in Japan. Then you have her grandmother who's a scientist who discovered these insects. But the show opens with John Goodman running through a jungle with something huge chasing him that is just epic CGI. Oh, epic. Okay. You know, I don't, I, son, it, if you get this, you know, the, well, that's not good because it means I'm dead. And oh. I mean, it just opens with a bang, like how Raiders of the Lost Ark opens. Okay, you know, okay and give me the name one more called, time. It's a weird show name. Monarch Legacy of Monsters okay. and Monarch is is it a government sanctioned agency is it some monster thing you know it, we don't know because right we now. go back and yeah. forth between the 50s and uh, and then current, current time okay. and then you also have uh, this young army guy played by um, Wyatt Russell mm-hmm. who's his he's the young man and then also in current time, then we have him as whatever man he'd be in his 70s. Okay. And he's kind of maybe can help the, the young people understand what his father was doing because he worked with them. And he was also part of the discovering where 
these monsters might be coming from the earth. And it just sounds crazy when you think about it, but the way no, it sounds good. It's a delicious visually two-hour spectacle, and money was spent on this. So this is a movie. This is no, it's a ten-part episode or series, and. You know, Apple drops the first two, and then they drop, I think, I don't know if Once it's per one week, a week. One per week after that. So that's why we get kind of this first, I would say, episode, but it's two episodes. It's like a two-hour... You're totally hooked on it from yeah. the first... I'm hooked on what you said. Oh, yeah. And then, okay, are they saying there's going to be another season, or this is limited? I, I don't... I have no idea, but um, it's really just positioning this story. It's You don't... It doesn't have to do with... Any familiarity with any of it, it's just a good old-fashioned sci-fi government. Um, bad aliens, bad actors, they call them something else when it's mutated life forms on Earth that are like gigantic ah. spiders or Godzillas or whatever, or, you know, whatever those things are. There's all kinds of monsters in this universe. Oh, it. my love God. This so, sound, you make this sound so it, fun it and so, so good. good. It just sounds yummy. Like in like really uh, good. I loved, I know that this is like not a very common thing, but I actually liked the Godzilla they made with Matthew Broderick. Yes. Yeah. Back in I, the, like early 2000s, maybe 2001 or something, yeah. I and believe. Yeah, yeah, when they have found the eggs in yes. uh, New York. New York. What's the big stadium that everybody always... Madison Square Garden? Yes, when they mm-hmm. found that and they had to run from those little those like, babies born. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought that was so fun and so good yeah. mixing the city and that. And always the World War II, oh, the scientists, yeah. the islands, that you know, Kong, Kong, Skull. There's always stuff happening in the jungle. I, anyway, it's just got great characters in it and they've done a great job with... Um, the storytelling and I, it was, if you're looking like to get Apple now, here's another, another, another. great show for you. Fine. On, I think it's time on I, Apple. And, um, I also Kurt Russell all day long. Oh, <laughs> it is, the way you said that. It I'm is a damn lie. delight to see oh, him in the show. And he and his son were on extra with Billy Bush and mm-hmm. they were all giggling and laughing, and I just thought, I bet that is a fun Thanksgiving table. Oh, I bet that's a blast. <laughs> because then the other, you know, then you got Kate, and then her, the other brother. Oh, what a yeah, what a yeah. family that would be. Yeah. yeah, okay, and also, if you do have FX, or if you have Hulu, if you don't have FX, but Fargo starts tonight. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Season five. Nice, okay, and that's always a fun one, because they're... You, there, you can watch them on their People own. People did not like the last Fargo. I did. That was the one with Chris Rock, and it was Kansas City. Kansas City, mm-hmm. yeah. And it, I don't know, it didn't do, that did the least well, but Noah Hawley is back with this one. John Hamm plays this sheriff, like, from Scandia, Minnesota. Yeah. He's kind of like a Trump and Bible thumping sheriff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But who happens to have nipple rings. And so that's <laughs> okay. like a, a, a storyline. And Juno Temple is Dot, the housewife, ironing her shirts, watching the Jason Matheson show. Yes. That's included. And it's getting cool. very good reviews. And critics have seen like the first three episodes. Okay, and good. Two episodes are on tonight, back to back. So interesting that FX is doing the streaming technique. Yeah. yeah. That they're, and I've noticed that the other, um, what do we call these channels? Do that now, like they will drop. Yellowstone's been doing that on CBS. They are two back to back because that's what the streamer. 
And it gets you also because everybody invested. Exactly. It gets you invested. Like you watch one, you're like, God, I need one more. But they know if they give you enough for two, they've got you hooked for the following. Oh, week. yeah. Exactly. If I watch yeah. two of something I'm in, yeah. I, will, yeah. I will figure yeah. out a way. I watched a documentary show that I, we, we've kind of touched on, but I can't remember if we ever went into detail. I finally made the plunge. It's only three episodes and they're less than an hour each. It's Escaping Twin Flames. It's that cult that they were talking about. Oh, I've heard about this. Tell us everything. Yes, it's super good. I had a blast. Justin watched two episodes and said, I, I, I so don't want to know anymore. He's like, I'm okay. I feel like, because they, they do have the habit of sometimes you go, okay, I've got a feel for it. But I'm telling you, the third episode is amazing. What's the, the cult about? So it's all about your twin flame. They're going to find your, there's these two people who run it. Oh, uh, Lord. Her name is Shalia and Jeff. Mm-hmm. Never trust Jeff. Just kidding. <laughs> that was a total joke. Sorry, Julia. Um, and so, like, I can't stress enough. These two people, the big thing that they made a big deal about was... Um, Everybody has a Everyone mirror. has a twin flame, and Jeff can see who your twin flame oh is. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it sounds so cuckoo, doesn't it, when you just but say it out loud? It's a slow thing. The thing is, all these people that do... The, the Google search, the algorithm, is so perfect for these people because they go... You Google, I met somebody and there's an intense attraction to them, but I know they're married or they rejected mm-hmm. me or what do I do? And they're like, well, that's your twin flame. And we have twin flame universe. And we can tell you that any, anything that gets in the way of it, if they have kids, if they're married, if they put a restraining order, all of that is a test. This is your twin flame. You have to. So they are people that keep encouraging oh you to Lord. keep going for your twin flame. And then once that falls to shambles, how do they make money on it though? So you do these courses that okay, are two hundred dollars, two hundred dollars a month, oh, and they're boy. online. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. do them every day. You have to oh, do these boy. group things every day, and oh, you have to do this gosh. thing called like this mirroring exercise. Keep at any time, the crazy making going on in oh, your mind. Oh, so much yeah. so. And then it was wild. So they were like, "Well, I'm not getting. You know, I'm actually farther away from my twin flame after the third restraining order <laughs> that you they, she, they put on me. All of a sudden, they go." They, and I don't want to give too much away, yeah. but they kind of go, do you know what's crazy? I actually think your twin flame is in this group. And they're like, well, there's a lot of women here. And he goes, well, I have a solution for that. And I will leave it at that. All right. But it was so, you can, it is people who are desperate for solutions. And that's why I'm like, man, I could go for a cult in the right time of my life. If you were to say, this will fix it, I'd go, wow, I'm in. Mm-hmm. I think this was just like the perfect algorithm is when you searched like my true love is, you know, not is not interested. Do people enter that in the search bar? Well, they'll say like, what? You know, and they'll say, what's the truth? Great That's what I'm, yeah. I'm like thinking I think of all the searches say, I do and I'm like, oh, I really. But you are like some- a very like I have searched weird things where I'm like. Um, Anything that could come back well, if you commit a crime? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are uses for what, bleach? How yeah. to hide a body. Or yeah, like even like right? less mundane where I'll be like. Is be what would what was it? What is it okay to raise an only child? You know what I mean? Like things that would like an algorithm would pull up and like this is a term for this. I, and all I of a sudden you're looking like for solutions around that. That there's an algorithm measuring that. I know that Agreed. is like the things that the be, stuff I I don't. So once you find out, like they go, oh well, you, this, the internet. I searched this thing. Why do I have this intense feeling for this person? This per oh, it's this thing I've never heard of a twin flame. And then if and you search so Twin Flame are more. Are they getting like ads? Like someone who puts this yeah. in their search bar, they're getting ads directed well, towards them that answer something that's in their search bar. That's truly wow. So I think what would happen first is you'd find the term Twin Flame because mm-hmm. you're in a desperate situation of why you feel this intense feeling. Yeah. And then once you start searching Twin Flame, that would bring you to Twin Flame Universe. You know what? 
I'm going to just take your word for it that this show is good, and I'm not. Okay, I'm good not going to watch it. It is. I'm going to be like I'm going to be like your husband, and just knowing that it's out there is enough. Exactly, I will yeah. do the hard work. You do like your that's a little TV Twisted. thing that you like your documentaries on stuff. I love yeah, you a know doc. What? That's and the last good documentary that I watched was. On Apple, the supermodels. Oh, about yeah. Naomi Campbell and Linda. That was, I love that one because it had fashion and Hollywood gossip. And it's also the first time I heard Cindy Crawford talk about she was married to Richard Gere. I know. For two and a half years. I it, I know a lot of people were like, it's like when that came when that documentary they were like what I didn't know that yeah, didn't that know Richard that, yeah. Gere and Cindy Crawford were together because <clears throat> they've been around or just how the whole George Michael and Freedom video came about and George was just like so sick of dancing and the wham things yeah that this was his ver you know video and he's like I don't want it to be about me and he was like I want those the the four the four supermodels yeah which is ingenious yeah and, who and, and watch Cindy that? Crawford is like I was always the girl who was in the bathtub or partially new, but you know, they each had, she was the sex symbol. Yeah. Naomi was like the baby and really the fresh face fashion. Linda Evangelista was like the classic Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. And then, um, what's her name? Um, with the short hair, Linda Evangelista, she was, Christy Turlington was the, Grace Kelly, Audrey Hepburn, and then uh, Linda Evangelista was like Sophia Loren or something. Yes. So her face was so gorgeous like yeah. that. But that was a good decade. That's the last one that I oh, watched. I, I honestly, it would scare you to how much cult docs yeah, I watch. I never I even love... watched the Nexium ones. The Nexium was, and that one got too long. They just yeah. spread it out. But like the best one I've ever seen is Wild Wild Country. And I won't talk about it, but if you want to see a good cult doc, Wild Wild Country is so good. I've heard about that one. Yeah. All right, run. listen. We got to go run to see that one. We got to go and we come back. <laughs> We're going to Hollywood speak. I just, told, I just told Brittany, I said Lana Del Rey's giving an interview talking about, she told the Harper's Bazaar she lived like her life as a Gemini before realizing she's actually a cancer sign. Quote, unquote, it's insane. And then I realized I was four hours short. I threw out all my 14 karat gold twin Gemini pendants. Can I say what you said, yeah. which was so funny? Lori looks at me, Grant, and says, but gosh, wouldn't you rather be a cancer than a Gemini? And I said, girl, I am a Gemini. <laughs> it's exhausting. Right. It is exhausting. Um, and so is Gogo. We're both Geminis. Oh, it's wow. a lot of personality in one house. Yeah, that's what it is. It's just a lot of personality. And there is, you know, I mean, all these astrological, you know, little quirks that are assigned. They're, yeah. are, they're, they're there because it is true most of the time for I'll People. I mean, who else could be both in the military and be on my talk 1071? Exactly. A you Gemini. Have to be a Gemini. Only a Gemini. And it doesn't mean yeah. I'm fake. I just have many sides to me. That's right. And they're all insane. So please run <laughs> right, for the hills. Right. I'm so. And me and Gogo are both Tiger Geminis. It's not. We're going to be in trouble. All right. I got to have you, Hollywood, speak a picture. So for people who are, you know, driving right now, you'll have to look at this. But honestly, it's it's like. Grant and I can't figure out our eyes. We don't know if it's a if it's airbrushing gone wrong. What it what is? is it? It's Kendall Jenner, and she is in, starring in a Calvin Klein 
campaign. She's an ambassador for the label, and she's wearing an open black blazer, mm-hmm. um, laying down as one does and biting her lips, wearing nothing of underneath. Course. And there's just uh, she's she's laying there, yeah. and what what we're wondering is what what are those what's that valley what are those dents that are running down below her breasts right and then yeah. they stop and then there's another one yeah what are they well that's what i'm asking what is the hollywood speak on that is that airbrushing is that we're not familiar with that because we don't have that on our but what are we looking at listen i didn't i haven't passed nursing school and i don't <laughs> okay. think i ever will <laughs> I can't tell you what those are, and yeah. I don't know. Should we acquire them? Should uh, we work on them in the gym? Is that something we they can look get? Like long divots in her body, like her skin has been. It is just, it's the strangest airbrushing photo. It's not look, okay. I, I, it doesn't make me want to run out and get that blazer. No. And I always think um, whenever I see someone wearing the risque look of wearing a blazer and then having their boobs taped. Yeah, yeah lions, to, that's like yeah. A, a thing. And, you know, it's like if you can, if you have the oomph and the huh. savoir-faire to pull it off, good for you. Great, love it. But I don't know that... Um, Listen. This is like... I gotta sell lot. any blazers for Calvin Klein. I'll tell you what one I'm thing saying. about me in like an open shirt look is like, my boobs are barely cousins. I breastfed, and so they are barely related. The idea of me doing an open blazer for anything is just not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a broken headlight on a car that faces up. Like yeah. It's just not going to happen for yeah. me. But whatever is happening with her, I don't think that's... I think I feel like she's having a weird reaction to something. That is not... I don't, is it artistic? What is going on? It's like a it's like a zipper should be on her body. Exactly. Like the center mass if she just had a zipper. It is fine. If that's but what is it? What we are we? We don't know. We, we don't we'll never know. We'll never we'll really never know what the valleys are on her, but I will say this, the word on the streets is that she and Bad Bunny have broken up. That their their romance has yeah. ended. It, uh, she she posted last week, what's meant for me will simply find me taking a page out of Chloe's book. Oh, God. I was writing something cryptic. You know, and it like, was like a sunsetting. Yeah, sunsetting. It's yeah. the old version of if you love something, love set it free. Yeah. If it loves you, it'll come back. Or you remember those sayings? Oh, always. Always. When, when the you cryptic, yeah. The cryptic stuff when you'd get dumped and your friends would tell you, don't worry if. You know, they try and say all these things. So You've kissed enough frogs. you got to kiss a prince kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah this was never going to be some go-the-distance no. couple. No. And, it, 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 and it also, from watching him on Saturday Night Live, I don't think his mama Sita, his mama, would like be that crazy about Kendall Jenner, Jenner as a long-time girlfriend of her son. She wants him to be with somebody who speaks Spanish. Yeah. Who, who you know what I mean? Not, no. no. I wonder who no. would be, I, Kendall Jenner, Jenner she's Kendall, still so young. That's what I was just going to yeah. say, is like, she has got a, you know, she's this got big career. Keep, keep dating. I I say not I'd only dating. i Brad Pitt and Kendall Jenner. Oh my God, I would dating. vomit. 
It's too much that I would die because I think of her as a teen on that show. Yeah, but she's I, 27. Well, unfortunately, she is in his dating pool age now. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just, with her, I, it's hard to, there's people in this world where you go, maybe just not now. I can't have, like, visualize who the person she's supposed yeah. to be with. Okay, here's a Hollywood speak for you. This okay. is going back to Travis Kelsey's. Wall Street Journal interview, and J.R. Moringer asked him, what did you make of Aaron Rodgers mocking your Pfizer endorsement? Here's what, and you might be able to Hollywood speak this too, Grant. Here's what Travis said. Aaron's always been cool to me. I knew he was trying to have some fun. He's in a situation where Tuesdays are his game days. So I get it, man. (gasps) I've been injured too. Who knows what the guy is going through? Oh, oh, that is exactly saying, hey, bud, you're not on the field. Shame. I'm on the field. And what he means by Tuesdays is that's his podcast with Pat McAfee. Okay. And he goes on there and says ridiculous things. And half the time they get cut out by ESPN because they can't even air it on the radio. So, so this is high. This is this. But see, he is a. He's perfect. Like, like, what kind of that tea is so good? It's, I didn't even know it was really and it's tea. Cryptic. Tea. I thought it's cryptic tea. And we, yeah. t- t- or Taylor. Oh, loves you guys are so tea. good on that yes. Hollywood speak because I was like, that was awfully generous of him. Yeah, not even realizing the shade of it all. Oh yeah, he's oh. like, you're not on the field. I am, buddy. Go. Keep to your conversation on okay. Tuesdays and get talk to that me when you get back so in the field. Good. That's Jade so good. Jade is the high road. It is. And people are complimenting Travis oh, yeah. on it, like how good that don't know how to read the... Well, if you okay. saw the podcast that he was okay. on when Aaron was talking about it, it was it was childish. They were laughing. and I mean, I mean, It also touches on the fact that he's saying that Aaron says things behind his back, not to his face. He's always been yes. cool to me, to my face. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. That's true, yeah. Like, God, he's so good, this Travis. He is. He's like yes. out of a movie. We love him. We love it. Okay, uh, what about this? This is um, uh, Amber Rose was uh, doing an interview, and the subject of drinking coffee comes up, as it does in interviews. Always. And she said... Well, my son Slash, that's A.E. Edwards. Uh-huh. Uh, he's the dad. He dates Cher. Okay. That's the baby daddy of Slash. He's four. He's four and he drinks coffee with me all the time. The oh. key is, somebody call CPS. What are you Please. talking about? What are you talking about? Me and my kids sit and we drink coffee and talk. It's... My four-year-old wakes up and says, I want coffee and breakfast. I hope it's like... Like in a tiny little teacup. Or like hot chocolate or like a pop cup kind of vibe. They call it that. Listen, it's just like Cher said. She's not drinking coffee because she doesn't want to stunt her girls. She wants to be (laughs) 5'9". Like... You can't drink coffee when you're young. Do you think that that is a thing that uh, dire- anything towards share there? I mean, she and AE have been broken up for so long. There's oh, nothing there. Yeah. there. All right, I we got to go. So. <laughs>